Hey, it's Sunny Days. I am the co-host and co-creator of Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. Listen, I am a podcast her, okay, H-E-R, an activist, a thought leader, pin pusher, and lover of poodles. And I'm Lisa Davis, MPH. I am a lover of social justice, healthy living, dogs, and I love being the co-host and co-creator of Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. Now is the time for honest, unfiltered conversations, for authentic voices and their stories, and for connection. Join us as we confront the moment head on with this podcast. It is passionate. It is real as lives behind the headlines. Active allyship, it's more than a hashtag. And listen, it goes beyond the likes, the retweets, and the hashtags, making space for the vital dialogue necessary for racial justice. And now on to the show. I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. My amazing co-host, Sunny, is away today. I just read an amazing book. If you know me, you know I love memoirs. And it is by the wonderful Precious Brady Davis. Precious Brady Davis is an award-winning diversity advocate, communications professional, and public speaker. She currently serves as the Associate Regional Communications Director at the Sierra Club. She served for three years as the Assistant Director of Diversity Recruitment Initiatives at Columbia College Chicago, her alma mater, implementing the campus-wide diversity initiative and providing leadership and oversight of national diversity recruitment and inclusion policy initiatives. She also served as the Youth Outreach Coordinator at the Center on Halstead, the largest LGBTQ community center in the Midwest. During Precious's tenure, she launched a 1.6 million CDC HIV prevention grant, which provided outreach, education, youth programming, and testing services to over 3,000 young African-American and Latinx gay, bi, and trans youth. Precious is married to Miles Brady and lives in Hyde Park on the south side of Chicago, where they are raising their daughter, Zane. In her free time, she enjoys online shoe shopping, travel, and fine dining with friends, Precious, welcome to Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. It is so wonderful to have you. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you on. Oh my gosh. I I read your book in one sitting. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. I was so moved. And there's something you write in the beginning that I thought was so poignant. You write, how much trauma can one endure as a child before subconscious survival mechanisms override our mind and memories can't be trusted? You went through so much. And I know people who also have had so much trauma. And sometimes you're like, wait, did that happen that way? What's going on? If you could talk about your childhood and we can start there. Absolutely. That is part of why I wrote this book. Because growing up, I felt like I inherited so many sordid truths from from so many people. And while I was there, I I lived it as well. But I really wanted to go back and check into what happened. (laughs) Like, like what is the the truth of what happened before I was here? And also while I was a child and growing up, you know, I obviously was given up. I talk about in the book and, you know, I was in and out of, of foster care growing up and, I had a very traumatic childhood in terms of being a gender nonconforming child raised in Omaha, Nebraska. You know, in the 90s, we were not having conversations about 
the LGBTQ community. I think Ellen DeGeneres coming out, I think that was the closest thing, you know, that I could relate to, you know, when I was, you know, closer to being, starting to be a, a, a teenager. But, you know, being raised in the church in, in Nebraska, being a, a gender non-conforming kid, that is something that is not accepted. And at an, at it very early age, I showed signs of femininity and it was absolutely not accepted from the way that I, I walked down, you know, the aisle of a a grocery store, you know, to the way that I, I wore a watch on, on my right wrist, you know, my gender was extremely policed. And I grew up in a time in which my family believed that children would be seen and not heard. And so from a very early age, I understood that I should not talk, you know, that I should not speak up. And also that trauma, the trauma that was happening in my home, that was to stay in the home. And one of the reasons I wrote this book was to dispel the myth that everything needs to stay at home. You know, we need to be talking about issues of mental health. We need to be talking about breaking the cycle of intergenerational trauma. Oh, absolutely. You know, Sunny usually always asks the first question, which is, what were you marinated in? Which I realized I should have asked you first. So I will put that. I apologize. I'm just so used to asking that. So, so what were you marinated in? That, I love that. I love that question. I was marinated in a non-denominational church where, where holiness was the standard practice of the day. And everything was really about being in consecration to God and being saved and the the act, you know, uh, of sanctuary, the act of submission, you know, the act of obedience is at the the core of the religion when it comes to to Pentecostal faith. And difference and nonconformity is something... (laughs) That is, that, that is not allowed. While there are personality-based preachers, there is an adherence to, to biblical doctrine and, and biblical teaching. Anything that delineates from that is deemed as deviant and is marked as sin. And so for me, I was marked as deviant. What I was doing was sinful you know, wearing, you know, prancing around in girl shoes, you know, being feminine, that was out of God's calling for my life and who God was calling me to be. I mean, I was marinated in being a a great preacher. And that is what is so funny about my life now that I feel it's come full circle. I mean, sometimes in my life, I call myself a trans evangelist because now, you know, instead of being a preacher, you know, when it comes to Christian doctrine, I talk about LGBTQIA inclusivity. Yeah. You know, one of the things, and there's so many things in the book, I have like a million quotes, but one was, quote, I believe that the Pentecostal faith is not only divinely inspired by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but operates off the energy of people who come together and pour out their hearts, vulnerabilities, and desires. At the same time, assembly and faith can lead to group think, which can in turn discourage individuals from challenging or critiquing key pieces of doctrine that seek to control people's lives. And yet, even just like the title of the book, I have always been me. You were still going to always be you, but you had to wrestle with that. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. There's so much there that I, that I could, that I could talk about, you know, 
I think that for, for starters, I want to say when writing the book, I wanted to write it from a place of healing. And so when talking about my Pentecostal faith, I reflect on the act of community first. People coming together, the act of folks assembling, you know, the the act of, of worship. I believe that those people are doing that in earnest. You know, they are trying to connect to their souls and, and what they believe is God's work for their life. And for me, it was something that rooted me in my first act of community of walking into greeters who hugged me, of coming from a space where I didn't feel loved to be hugged and embraced. That was affirmational for me. And I talk about in the book, that's where I got my name from. It was a woman who looked at me and said, precious. And I've never forgotten it in in my entire life. But at the same time, I do think it's stifling of hearing one man saying, thus saith the Lord, and, and that and that's it. You know, without doing any other research, without embracing any other kind of worldview, there is a declarative sense that comes forward and sa- that says that this is the only way, that this is the only way. And I find that so problematic, not just within the faith, but within the ways in which you see and navigate the world. Like we all should be constantly learning from from others' experiences. We should be taking history so that we don't repeat it. You know, we should we should be learning from being in community with with one another. And I think that is what stifled me for so long that I was trying to be in adherence to God's calling in my life of who they said that God was calling me to be, not of what I knew was percolating on the inside of me and who and who I was. Even in those spaces, I was very theatrical. You know, I wore the suits. I was still me. You know, I still was involved, you know, in performance in those spaces. Yeah, I think that's so incredibly important that you were able to hang on to yourself. You know, the show uh, is Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. And you write about Mrs. Watsky and you write she was an ally. What does allyship mean to you? We only have a few minutes. I'm actually hoping you'll come back. Allyship is an action. Allyship is creating a, a space outside of a world of your own. Allyship is safety. Mrs. Watsky created a space for me to just be. It was a space for me to just show up. You know, she was always checking in on me and always just made sure that I was affirmed. And so for me, allyship is about affirming and celebrating difference. Absolutely. You know, my my daughter, she's 17, and she has a good friend who's trans. And uh, it's just lovely. And her parents are amazing. And I just think, God, I wish every kid, every trans kid could have this. And I know they don't, but there's such hope in your book and to see where you are and to see where you've come from. And I really do hope you'll come back because I have pages of notes and there's so much I want to talk to you about, but I promise I let you out on time. So Precious, is there anything else you wanted to add in the last minute or two before uh, I have to let you go? So uh, this book is really about affirmation. 
It is an affirmation of my soul. It is a, a claiming of my voice. This book is a celebration of the person that I have always been. So often in conversations today, people think that being trans, that it is some kind of new phenomena. Right. And it is, it is not, you know, there is just a, a, a label for it, for it now. Yeah. And I hope that people see that our lives ha- have dignity and, and worth and that they see the humanity uh, that we each embody as, as trans folks and that we have the ability to be loved. We have aspirations, we have careers, we have dreams. And, and that's what this book is, is really about. I think I stand on the shoulders of so many folks who have come before me, and I hope that I inspire others too. Oh, you do. And I just want to say, I'm so happy for you and Miles and Zane. I just, uh, just tears me up. I, you deserve so much. You are absolutely precious, precious. And I'm so happy you came on the show. Tell us all the ways people can find you in your fantastic book, I Have Always Been Me. Thank you so much. Uh, people can follow me on Instagram, Precious Pretty Davis. They can follow me on Twitter, Miss Precious Davis. They can also go to my website to learn more information, PreciousBradyDavis.com. Thank you, Precious. If you want to come back. I would love that. Great. Sunny would love to talk with you as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends and family. This is really important and we want to get the word out. So glad that you're listening. Please keep coming back. Also, follow us on Instagram at activeallyship.podcast. Thank you so much.